0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. I believe in this team and I believe in the city. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the First drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. There's a lot of work to do. My goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the National Hockey League. This is Ryan and Hopkins. Is this, this is off This is Milan This is Carmen Devin from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this. Is Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex Office Supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x dot ca. Now Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers 630 channel. I'm made of stone, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Embraced by the darkness, I'm losing the light. Encircled by demons, I fight. What have I become? Now that I've betrayed everyone I've ever loved, I push them all. got be awake now, right? Is that Chris Jericho on the vocals there? I apologize if I startled you awake, but that's a wicked lick. Fozzie, Judas to open up Oilers now, it's the Monday edition, and uh, guess what? Cats away, so the mouse gets to play all week long. Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer here, the whole show brought to you by digitex pcs copiers supplies printers laptops it plotters software and now digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan saving your company money all your devices managed at digitex.ca yeah you heard that right you're stuck with me for an entire week i guess bob's off on his annual uh, trip to disneyland with the family so i'm sure the the big guy will have his spies listening to me all week long but uh Plenty, plenty to talk about. Only a couple series left, obviously, at the National Hockey League level, but uh, that doesn't mean there's not other stuff going on elsewhere. We got hockey on the national stage to talk about. We've got the World, or not the World Junior A. We've got the National Junior A Championship. We've got the Condors in a uh, <laughs> man. This is like a check your pulse kind of series for the Bakersfield Condors. A couple of deep, deep overtime wins, including one uh, last night. And uh, or I guess it might have been Saturday over the San Diego Gulls, and that brings them to a three-two series. Uh, they're still at a deficit in San Diego with Game Six going tonight. We'll hear more about that later on in the show. We start with Sportsnet's John Shannon, twelve thirty-five. He'll check in. We'll see if there's anything new on the coaching front for the Oilers. One oh five voice of the Bakersfield Condors Ryan Holt we will check in with him get uh, maybe a different perspective than Jay Woodcroft who frequently joins us here on Oilers now but we'll talk to Holt about how the series has gone thus far and uh, how some of the new faces have looked that being Ryan McLeod and Evan Bouchard and then speaking of Oilers prospects AJ Jakubek from the Ottawa 67s. They were just eliminated by Dmitry Samarukov's Guelph Storm in six games. Storm going down 2-0 in that series. Samarukov helping to will them back. Four straight victories, so they win it in six. They're off to the Memorial Cup. So for those who uh, are looking forward to seeing Samarukov in action, you can do so beginning on Friday when that all gets going out in Halifax you want to keep in touch, you can do so on the Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. That is brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino, The Cult. Take the stage at the River Cree on Friday, June 7th. Tickets at ticketmaster.ca. You can also keep the text coming at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter. The show is at Oilers Now. Bob is available at Bob underscore Stopper, and myself at Brendan Escott. Again, we'll get to, we'll get into more Oilers specific stuff with John Shannon coming up at twelve thirty-five. Uh, for now, we can recap some of the other action that took place over the weekend. Boston and Carolina in the Eastern Conference Final. Carolina, somewhat of a dream team, the Cinderella story, getting there, and they had looked good in doing so. But it's not been the same story against the Bruins. The Bruins beating them in game one, 5-2 in Boston. And then uh, it was 6-0 at one point yesterday in the matinee game. So we'll go into our Direct Workwear audio vault where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, or online at directworkwear.com. Here's the call of Danton Heinen's 6-0 goal yesterday over the Hurricanes on the Bruins Radio Network. Four seconds left in the Bergeron penalty. Right of the net, Williams. Up top, here's Hamilton. Trying to feed it out in front. Here's Bergeron. Might have a breakaway. Over the line, two on one. Right circle. Threads it out in front. And they would claw back and finish it up six to two, but uh, the luster of Carolina could not overcome the experience of Boston and the depth of Carolina, you know what? I don't want to discredit what Boston's done, Carolina has absolutely not looked good, but you know when you've got Matt Greslick and Sean Corley and stuff scoring goals for Boston, you got to find a way to shut down uh, that whole roster. That shouldn't be as hard to do as Carolina has made it look. Now on Saturday, The San Jose Sharks making a statement in the opening game, knocking off St. Louis. They also hung six goals up. Here's the final call on the Sharks radio network. Final 15 seconds to go. Fans are on their feet at SAP Center. As the Sharks, a commanding performance tonight against the St. Louis Blues. Burns walking back behind his own net. And the crowd roars as the clock winds down to zero. The horn sounds, and that is it. San Jose 6, St. Louis 3. Sharks coming off the bench to congratulate Martin Jones as the men in teal take the first game of the Western Conference Final convincingly. 6-3 to three the final score. Got a text at 6.30, 6.30. Uh, Brendan, quick question. This is out of Edmonton. Do you think San Jose will sweep the Blues? Planning a last-minute trip to San Jose to uh, see Game 5 on Sunday, but if there's no game, it's tempting not to go. I absolutely do not think that San Jose will sweep St. Louis. St. Louis was the favourite coming in to this series. They are, They are a good team. There's absolutely no denying it. And their defense did not help out Jordan Bennington whatsoever. Uh, They had to put Robert Bertuzzo in the lineup as uh, Gunnarsson was hurt. And uh, I think, you know what, you lose a a bit of a step out there when you've got Bertuzzo. Edmondson, Edmondson, Joel Edmondson, by his own admission, was not uh, particularly strong. He did get a goal in that game. But uh, overall, yeah, you look and, and you think there's two teams, at least with initial impressions, that have dominated... I can see Boston sweeping Carolina, but I cannot see San Jose sweeping St. Louis. I think St. Louis has too much depth. Uh, you know what? we're gonna pull uh, we're gonna pull a bit of a change up here because we do have Doug waiting on uh, line number one here on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. So why not bring Doug in right away? Doug, uh, you got some thoughts on Todd Nelson. Is that correct? Well, um, yes, I do. I'm just curious, like the coaching thing, nobody knows for sure, but what do you think his chances are? I think they're, uh, you know what? It seems to me like he's the front runner and that's based on popular opinion. And we we will check in on this with John Shannon, certainly. But one encouraging thing to me, Doug, is that Todd Nelson, as far as I know, is not interviewing in the other two spots that are looking for a head coach, that being Buffalo and Ottawa. Ottawa has interviewed six guys already for that position. Not one of them has been Todd Nelson. So oh, um, right on. Yeah. So you're looking at this. And thanks for the call, Doug. I appreciate it. And uh, one more question. Sure. Um, in regards to scouting, with, with the Internet and, and just people all over the world have got eyes, they can send messages, do you think uh, your scouting staff is is as important as it used to be? You know, like when they say we need better scouts, obviously you want people who can spot talent, but... Uh, so you're saying with the information being more widely available to people who aren't scouts, is scouting yeah. as important? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll, uh We'll move on here, Doug, and I will touch on that. Uh, thank you for the call. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I, you got to have the mind that knows how to utilize the data first and foremost. So yeah, I do think that there is still obviously a very high importance placed on professional scouting. Um, I think it helps them do their job better in my opinion, rather than helping other people fill that role. You look at the teams that have such deep rosters, they accomplish that by nailing these picks in rounds four and rounds five, and, and you don't just get to that point because the information is more widely available. So, uh, to answer Doug's question, uh, it, it helps, but it helps the guys that were already going to get that job done, whether it was this era, next era, what have you. But it is an interesting one. Uh, Out of Vegreville, a text comes in. Brendan, do you think that Holland could pull off a trade of the 8th overall pick, Bear and Puiarvi for the 2nd overall pick, so the Oilers could draft Capo Kako? Man, I don't know if the way that Kako's playing right now, if he's not the number 1 pick. We should find out uh, what John Shannon thinks on that front as well, but... You know what? And he has the advantage over Jack Hughes in the sense that he has played against men all year over in Finland. But Kapo might be the number one overall pick at this pace. That's not a foregone conclusion. Jack Hughes is still an incredibly talented player. But you can see the difference in those two and how the first couple of games have gone. As far as Holland pulling off a trade of that magnitude, I don't know that you want to give up that kind of capital. Not in your first year, anyway. What, he needs to see for himself what they have in Yesapoyarvi and the way that I think he's going to approach this. Ethan Bear, he's a heck of a hockey player. They do have quite a bit more defensive depth now than I think they did last year. Absolutely. And especially with the breakout of Samarukov, for example. I don't know that they want to pull off a, a move like that. And I, honestly, I'm not even sure if that's enough if you have the chance at a, at a talent like Capo Kako. To have their reclamation project right now of Yesapoyervi. 1217 here in Edmonton. We can step aside here on Oilers Now. We'll be back with some more of your texts. Keep them coming. It's- Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, You're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com 6.30, 6.30 and we'll also have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. It's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stauffer today on Oilers Now This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 6.30 Chad. got in for Bob Stauffer today. Bob's gone all week, so we'll have some fun. Text coming in, 6.30, 6.30 on the Heartland Ford text line. Interesting one here asking, what is Todd Nelson's coaching record since he left Edmonton? Well, he left Edmonton and he went down to the AHL in Detroit system, remember hired by Ken Holland to coach the Grand Rapids Griffins and he does not have a losing season there while he was coaching the Griffins. Of course, spending this uh, most recent season as an assistant on the Dallas Stars bench. But uh, he did win a Calder Cup in 2016-17. So it just seems like a good marriage in that regard based on what uh, not only the insiders and but uh, track record have indicated. Can't say for sure that he's the frontrunner. I haven't heard anything as far as who Ken Holland has interviewed. I know that he's been uh, sort of preoccupied, if you will, by his, his little scouting trip down to California. But I understand he was conducting interviews while he was down there. So is Todd Nelson more of the frontrunner than Dave Tippett? That likely depends on who you ask. But I think most hockey fans in this city can agree that Nelson didn't necessarily get the fair shake at the time that the Oilers decided to go the direction of Todd McClellan. And you can't blame Shirelli for going with somebody like Todd McClellan and the, the record that he had in his time with San Jose. We can go right now to uh, NHL Today, we'll do that for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, uh, the Western Conference Final is resuming in the NHL with uh, Game 2 in San Jose between the Blues and Sharks tonight. You can catch that one on 6.30, Chad, right here. 7 o'clock puck drop. so we'll have an abbreviated version of Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins from 6 to 7, and then we'll pick that game up at 7 o'clock. Sabres D-Man Lawrence Pilot will miss 5 to 6 months after shoulder surgery. He had 6 points in 33 games in his rookie season last year. He is a native of Sweden. Colorado, excuse me, the Chicago Blackhawks signing Slater Cuckoo to a one year deal. The Kings signing 2012 fourth rounder Nikolai Prohorkin to a entry level contract after his point per game season for SKA St. Petersburg in the KHL. The Senators got permission over the weekend to interview Stars assistant coach Rick Bonus. According to Bob McKenzie, Bonus, the sixth candidate they've interviewed, none of them including Todd Nelson, as I mentioned, or Dave Tippett. Team Canada rebounding from an opening game loss to Finland at the World Hockey Championship with an 8-0 rout of Great Britain. They are uh, playing Slovakia, actually, I believe, taken to the ice uh, right now. And then they get three days off before a Thursday game against France. Today's action saw the USA beat Finland 3-2 in overtime. Dylan Larkin picking up the game winner. I cannot say enough about how good Capo Caco has looked. I think he's really cementing his status heading into this draft. I promise you that. Bakersfield Condor is staying alive in an elimination game five on Saturday night. Pulling out the uh, 2-1 double overtime victory. Here's Ryan Holt with the call. Peace off one by the Condor. Jones top. Other way, point. Bits into the slot. A shot and double overtime we'll see you for game six Monday night we will have more from Ryan Holtz coming up at 105 today but uh, you can't say the Bakersfield Condors don't have the flair for the dramatic with the uh, the wins that they have pulled out and of course the comeback one 7-6 in uh, overtime. I think that was game four, if I'm not mistaken. WHL, Vancouver Giants forcing game seven in that final series by beating the Prince Albert Raiders 4-2 on the road last night. The WHL final has not gone to a game seven since 2014 when, yes, the Edmonton Oil Kings knocked off the Portland Winterhawks. Puck drop tonight at the Art Hauser in Prince Albert at 7 o'clock Ched time. The National Junior A Championship also in full swing down in Brooks. The Bandits 2-0 after a couple of weekend games and they, uh, you can see how highly skilled the Western provinces are at the Junior A level, as Brooks has uh, dominated teams out of Oakville and then the MJ as well. Alright, we'll jump back into the uh, the hotline right now as the calls are trickling in. Rob in Clinton, BC, on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Rob, how's it going today? Oh, pretty good, thanks for taking my call. Of course, what's on your mind? Well, I, uh, I've been really, you know, anxious about the upcoming draft. Uh, I would love the Oilers to get Kirby Dock but if he isn't available uh, I'd like to know what you think about uh, Cole Caulfield but I also would like to know what you think about, suppose instead of a guy like Krebs or Zegris, if Philip Broberg, uh, he's such a physical weapon 6 foot 3, 200 pounds and the way he skates could you ever take a guy like him and turn him into a a left winger and that's about all i have to, to ask all right thanks for the call rob um, thank you yeah listen i i think obviously uh adding a little bit of wing depth is going to have to be the priority the way that i look at this i have seen plenty of recent mock drafts that don't have cole caulfield falling to where the oilers could pick him he is very undersized only five foot seven but the skill plays so I don't know if we're at a point in the NHL yet where teams are willing to put that kind of draft capital into somebody who doesn't have that size. However, the skill plays. Alex DeBrinket. I really believe that that was the reason that he fell. You don't put up 50 goal seasons back-to-back years in the OHL and then end up a second-round pick unless teams are worried about how big you are, but... It's proven that it can work in Chicago, and I don't see any reason why if you've got a speedy winger that that's not a good fit for the Oilers to play alongside a guy like Connor McDavid no problem at all. To be honest with you, I haven't really looked too much into Philip Broberg. I, I know that they're going to be picking in the range where there's that uh, kind of quartet of the U.S. national development players. So uh, Zegris is an option. Matthew Boldy could fall to them. Bottom line is, they need somebody who can provide that wing depth. If it's becoming a situation and it looks like it is, that Yassapu RV we're not sure what the future holds he's been brought up in a lot of trade talks amongst the fans so if you're losing a piece of the future on the wing you'd better be willing to replace it so that's how i see it i don't think that they look to uh to make too flashy of a pick here they've got to do the right thing in order to bolster the depth i think yamamoto is going to be a player too but he's got to get his health figured out but uh yeah there's they need to to make the smart draft choice More text coming in uh, asking about a three-way trade. How about Milan Lucic to Vancouver, Erickson to Calgary, and James Neal to Edmonton. It's an interesting one. I don't know why everybody's so quick to want to ship out a bad contract for another bad contract. Because I'll tell you that James Neal is not going to impact the game the same way that Milan Lucic does in the sense. Now, obviously Lucic is not the scorer that James Neal can be, but the enforcer, how many times have we talked about this on this show? The enforcer does have a role. And Lucic, regardless of his contract, I really cannot see them buying him out, and it's going to take a lot to be able to convince another manager to take on that, that uh, kind of money for that lack of offensive production. All three of those players are signed to bad contracts and underperforming. Let's be real. But I don't know that swapping one out for the other is necessarily a direct benefit to anybody. Another quick one here, any chance that Dylan Cousins falls to eight? Yes, it certainly looks like it in some stuff that I've been reading up on. Do they take him there? Quite possibly. I'd really like to know from Ken Holland the direction that he wants to take things in terms of how he wants to approach this draft. Do they want to get a big-bodied center in there? Do they want to, to, uh, as I said, reinforce the wings? We'll find out as the lead-up to the draft comes, and I think more of his priority right now, in all likelihood, is finding a coach. 1228 here in Edmonton. We can bounce all this off of somebody who knows a hell of a lot more than I do, and that is John Shannon. He's coming up at 1235 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.